4.29 South African time on this beautiful, mashallah, Saturday morning on our program, Safina to Ilal Jannah. Well, today is the 21st of Rabi'ul Awal, 14.45. Let's welcome the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International. Let's welcome the listeners of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And of course, our beloved Ustad, he is still in Mokopani. According to Hajj Abu Yusuf Ustad, it's a beautiful Saturday morning Welcome to the Q&A Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ustad Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Barakallahu feekum wa arafat Zakallahu khairan to our technicians Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Zakaria Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem Amma ba'd أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسلي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 21st of Rabi'ul Awal 14.45. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, today we focus on chapter 29, Surah Ankabut, the spider, and verse 32. So the angels, Azad Jibreel alayhi salatu salam, Azad Mikail alayhi salatu salam, came to Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam and said, they are en route towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and they are going to decimate and destroy the people there because of their gay activities, and they are people committing the crime of sodomy and homosexuality. So he, Nabi Ibrahim salam, was very concerned, and he said, chapter 29, verse 32, call. He, Ibrahim salam, Prophet Abraham inquired, Inna fiha luta. But verily they in that city of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lut salam, my nephew is there, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, Snami, Nami, Ismigrami. Honorable name is mentioned 69 times in the Noble Quran, and it means a compassionate father. And my nephew is their Lut. He is the name, honorable name, Nami, Nami, is mentioned 27 times in the Noble Quran. And he's a messenger and a prophet of Almighty Allah, and it means to mend and fix things up. So he said, Nabi Ibrahim, Abraham, peace be upon him, said, Inna fiha luta. So Lut alayhi salam is there in the town and city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Qalu, they, the angels, said, Nahnu a'lamu biman fiha. We know very, very well who is there. So they will not be punished, obviously. They are the prophets and messengers like Lut alayhi salam, those people who followed him. So they all will be rescued and delivered and saved by Almighty Allah. 
لَنُنَجِّيَنَّهُ وَأَهْلَهُ So we will surely definitely save them, rescue them, and him, Lut salam, Lot, L-O-T, peace be upon him. So he will be delivered and we will rescue him, وَأَهْلَهُ and his family and followers, إِلَّا مْرَأَتَهُ except his wife. His wife's name was Wa'ila, and in Tanwirul Azan, our Honorable Ustad and Sheikh Umdali Sabuni, Rahimahullah, has mentioned. And secondly, if you want more details on his wife, then open chapter 66, Surah Tahrim, and verse number 10. فَخَانَتَاهُمَا فَلَمْ يُغْنِيَا أَنْهُمَا مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا so she was dispatched to Jahannam and the hellfire. At that time, to marry non-Muslim was permissible. So Nabi Nu, Noah, peace be upon him, Lut, Lord, peace be upon him, their wives were non-Muslim, and they dispatched to Jahannam and the hellfire. So she also will face terrible consequences. So she also will be destroyed with those people who are left behind there. And that is how all Allah destroyed her because she would side because she would be siding with those people who were guilty of homosexuality and not speaking against them. So today in our society you find people with interface we find people who are silent on these type of issues, the LGBT and so forth. So remember, in a case like that, we are then inviting the wrath, the chastisement, punishment of all. Mighty Allah, take this as a grave, grave lesson for all of us. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us go around the world with the local, national, international, global news, views, and interviews. Zelensky of Ukraine, now from hero to zero. Remember, they're tired of him, so either they'll assassinate him, or either they will remove him and replace him. So that is the name of the game, the dirty politics. We take you to Saudi Arabia, where MBS, the Murtad bin Shaitan Harami, is in charge. A person sent a tweet against them, so the sentence against that person, 45 years in prison or the death penalty. And this is the Harami who wants to speak about human rights. This is the Murtad, the Shaitan who wants to speak about Islam and so forth. So remember you Salafi scholars who are collecting money from the Saudi Kafir non-Muslim regime, hang your heads in shame. You are the real scholars for dollars and khasirat dunya wal akhirah. If you are going to try and protect him, this murtad MBS bin Shaitan, then you will land up with him straight in hellfire. Alcohol will be legalized in Saudi Arabia if they get the World Cup and they will be the host. Then in 2034, so alcohol will be flowing freely there in Saudi Arabia. So that is courtesy of MBS. Can you believe that? Now, if you just read the Arab news, now they are going to have elegant poses. What is elegant poses? Poses, they will have models, male, female, Muslim, non-Muslim, multiracial, all posing, men, women with their scantily clad clothes. And this is the new Saudi Arabia to bootleg the West, to bootleg America and Israel. 
and to show that no, we are very modern people. But if you send one tweet against the Harami and the MBS and his governments, then they put you away for 30, 40, 45 years. And that is their human rights reward. Record, we should remember that. EU has raped Hungary and Poland. So now these countries, when they look at themselves economically, they look at themselves, remember, militarily, they are getting weaker and weaker. So therefore, their EU is being accused that you are raping Hungary and Poland. And you see in Palestine, now 40 weeks, now this today, Saturday at night, after the Sabbath, you must remember that. That will be 40 consecutive weeks. The Jutlas, the Haramis, will be marching against Ben Gwede, the super-terrorists of the world, against Smotrich, remember, the super-order, war criminal, and BB, the butcher, you must remember that. So they will be marching against them. Now listen to their crimes. In Huwara, that's in Palestine, so again they martyred and murdered and killed one of our Palestinian brothers. And Ben Gwere says, you must remember, there's no crime, there's no problem. You can keep on spitting on the Christians. So now, Christian world, what you say? Ben Gwere is spitting <coughs> in your face and encouraging all this, and he says, no crime. So as long as the Jutlas are spitting on others, it's fine. But if you spit on the Jutla, the Harami, the Jew, the Zionist, and then see what will happen. So that's why I told you a thousand times now. Remember, they're not the chosen people. They are a cursed nation and the most despised people on the face of this earth. And BB is facing more hurdles and problems to try and sort out the deal with the Saudis. Because remember that now there is opposition within and from outside as well for both parties. And Smotrich told Bibi and Netanyahu, you were wrong. Why did you close certain roads for the Jutlas? And this was for Ejanaza, the funeral of some Palestinian. You see, that is in their mind, in their heart, their mentality is this, the Jutlas, the cursed nation, Haramis. That, as far as they concerned, the Palestinians, the third class, fourth class, you must treat them like animals. And that is their mentality, the Shaitan's Haramis. The Afrikaners here in Klagsdorp, that is northwest, you must remember, you get Potter's Room, then you get Klagsdorp and all these places. So they're very, very upset. The authorities there, they remove some signs of, you know, the memorial things and all that of the Afrikaner. Now that's, if you ask me, the foolish thing. You want to teach the people our, our history of South Africa, what the apartheid minority white regime did, and then you remove all these kind of things. You must leave it there, and you must show them this is what the white person did, the apartheid regime did. Now you go remove all that. A time will come when our children and all of them will not even know what is apartheid. So to me, this is all own goals. Well, what do you expect from a government who got no brains? You must remember that. Five arrested in Palestine for waving the Palestinian flag. Can you imagine? One side, they say they're the only democracy in the Middle East. But when the Palestinians or their supporters or anybody else wants to wave the flag of the Palestinians, so that becomes a crime and then they are considered as criminals. These are a cursed nation. Allah made them into swines and pigs and into monkeys, Quran says. Surah 5, verse 16. I told you, Mandla and all of you others who are living in Alice in Wonderland, so ANC are the biggest crooks South Africa has seen. 
Sasa, our old people, cannot even access their pensions and get their grant and all that, moving them from pillar to post. So now the minister admits that, remember, that 50 million was stolen in the past two years. Every department, they're just stealing, looting, plundering. That is the legacy of ANC. The white man remember that their legacy was apartheid, and nobody must teach me what is apartheid. I grew up in the African location. So we know exactly and will always remember that we saw the boards, blankets and knee blankets, whites and non-whites, and we saw boards, remember, no dogs and no non-whites allowed, they in the parks and all that. All that we experience, remember, hey, you Kuli, Hanadi Kuli talk to, oh, you Indian, pack up and go to the Indian township. So we can't forget all that. But similarly, under democracy, we can't forget all the corruption, all the criminality, and all the, the deployment, and good-for-nothing ministers just getting fed and collecting wages, majority of them. So that's why South Africa is the laughing stock and the circus going around, remember that. There's a movement that says Bush, Blair, and Cheney, and all of them must go to prison. I agree, but one thing you must doubt, how come the Israelis are exempted? whole lot of them should be sent to prison as well, because they also were criminals and committed crime against humanity. Prince Harry and his wife, now they and the royal family, again, big problems. Harry looks like he wants to go back into the fold. And his wife, because she's not first class, according to the royal family. So they're having big rows and ructions there. Another big circus that is. So remember, in South Africa, at least the police guys did some good work. So yeah, in KwaZulu-Natal, they shot four suspects dead. Bulala. They shot them dead. In the attempted crash in transit heist, you must remember this. So wherever you find this, you police, then you know what Okele says. The question is asked, KSLA, whatever you do, say, that is he fit to be a minister of police? They say he didn't even see a university or anything. But anyway, you must remember that you must get that order that you must shoot to kill when you find all these guys terrorizing the South African public and so forth. So that we say, well done. Yesterday was a very hectic day, mashallah. We had Jumma here in our Makupani potties, and then we received the sad news. I don't know the brother, but I believe he did a lot of good work. Brother Farooq Sheikh passed away, and on a Friday in the month of Rabiul Awal, Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus, where my brother Munir Nur Muhammad Moti's house is, just opposite is the masjid. I went to read Salat day, I read Zohar Asr day on Thursday. So I believe our brother Farooq Sheikh was very instrumental in building that masjid. Allah Jalla Wala grant him and all the marhumin Jannatul Firdaus Al-A'la. When you do good work for Allah's sake, Allah gives you honor also, remember that. And then in the afternoon, we went from here, mashallah, the driver Andres and myself to Polakwani. Mu'atahir Basa was there. Then I went to my family members, Muttalib, Abdul Muttalib, and then we had supper before Maghrib. And then Maghrib to Isha was a wonderful program, exactly one hour from 6.30 to 7.30, Mu'ana Rawat is there. And then after Isha, we return home. So inshallah, today will be our last program here. And inshallah, then we will see whether I'm returning tomorrow, what time and so <laughs> forth. But now we're coming to the ending of our tour to Limpopo G. We sort of got a, a, a brother from Escort. 
uh, he says that uh, I have decided to convert to Islam. Can you give me some advice? Uh, my name was Ariel. Now my name is Arif. I'm from Escort, Ustad. Very good, my brother Arif. Arif means you recognize, you recognize the majesty, you recognize the greatness, you recognize the authority, sovereignty of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. You recognize the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was, is, will always be the last and the final messenger of Almighty Allah and the most beloved and most precious to Almighty Allah and in the entire universe. Islam, my brother, is a complete and comprehensive code of conduct, whether it is occasions of joy and happiness or whether it is occasions of sadness and grief, we receive and we have the guidance. So you are in escort, my brother. There are many, many scholars there. I'll take three names, so you should contact them. One is Moana Ashraf Manak. You know, they got that big shop there. They sell guns and all that. So you contact him. Or you contact Moana Riyaz Baila. So, mashallah, he's doing a lot of work there and among the rivers and among people. So he's very, very dedicated. One of the senior scholars is there, but he's ill also, but he'll help you. You just take my name and you go there. So Mufti Ibrahim Salaji, so he runs the Muslim school there. So you go to any one of them, Molana Ashraf Manak or Moana Riyaz Baila, or you can take Mufti Ibrahim Salaji. So inshallah, whatever you require, my brother Arif, they will assist you along the way. We make dua for you. We supplicate to Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, that Almighty Allah keeps us, keep you steadfast on deen of Islam, on the religion of Islam. And when we leave this world, we leave this world with our Iman, with Islam, all intact and perfect. One thing about escort, I must tell you, the esteemed listeners, of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahalusunnah al Jama'a, and Radio Lansar International, I was there recently as well. It's a nice place. They don't have load shedding. So I said, how come you guys don't have load shedding? So they said the Nestle company is there, and they cut a deal with the authorities that if we're going to shut off and come on and all every day, it will cost us more than a million rand or two million rand. So better just take this money or whatever deal they cut and no load shedding. So I think every town should do something like that, you know. So imagine that will be good then. But now you're getting load shedding, you're getting water shedding, then you get the petrol shedding, our pockets are shedding. Remember that before filling your tank, you have to make istikhara, you know, you have to think twice now. So that is our new South Africa. <laughs> I see. I see Sean says that uh, you forgot to say uh, the chicken shedding, Ustad. Now it's about the chickens. <laughs> the chicken shedding, you see, Sean, you must understand this modern world which you, me, and all of us live in. There are three forces at play. One is secularism. Secularism means you must take people away from God. You must take mm. people away from religion. When people have true love for Almighty Allah, true respect and the love and fear for Almighty Allah, then there will be no criminality, there will be no corruption, there won't be crooked politicians, there will be God-fearing people running the country. So secularism does not want that. They're against all religions, and especially Islam is a thorn in their flesh. So that's a curse for humanity. Second, capitalism, and that is the lifeline, all your banks and all that. 
So that is interest, riba. Do you understand? So all the Sharia compliant in is all waste of time. There's nothing like that in Islam. It's all case of scholars of dollars, and that is Kain and Mankan, whoever it is. So you must remember that. So once you go into that system, so they have to maintain a certain link. You must remember. So what they will do? Your chicken, there will be an artificial shortage. Your eggs, there will be artificial shortage. They will go and dump it and so forth. If you know anything of apartheid, my brother Sean, when I was a young boy, they used to take oranges, they used to take fruits and go dump it in the ocean. Why? Because they had to maintain that certain price. So now if you go and do a proper analysis and study, you will find the dumping eggs here, there, all that, chicken shortage, all that. So why? Me and you have to pay more and more and more. And then they will tell you the avian <clears throat> flu, they will tell you this flu, all that. The only flu they don't get is the stealing flu. You must remember that. <laughs> so that is your capitalism. And then the third curse for humanity is democracy. So what is democracy? That the politicians know masses are asses, you see. So they fool them and then they tell them, we will give you freedom, we will give you this. Every camp prepares a very smart, impressive speech. They learn the, learn the skills of oratory, they articulate and so forth. But what good it is. Our South Africa, 30 years almost in democracy. Joe the plumber, Joe the builder, Joe the carpenter, what he benefited? Absolutely zero. So understand the Sean, that your capitalism, your secularism, your democracy are all satanic systems and have no place in Islam because each one is a menace to society. You know, when we were young, we used to read one book called Tennis the Menace. So that is what these systems are. They are a menace to society, Sean. You'd better wake up, my brother, Sean. <laughs> Tennis the Menace. Tulani says, Ustad, that... Who is to blame for a for a lack of development in Africa? Tulani, Ustad. So Tulani, where are you living in? Again, Alice in Wonderland. Go study all the politicians from South Africa right up to CC there in Egypt, the Pharaoh, the Tanpot dictator, Harami, Murta, Shaitan. So remember all of them, without exception, corrupt. And all of them are there just to fill their pockets and their families' pockets and enrich themselves. What they care of the masses and all these type of things there. So their God is America. Their God will be Russia. Their God will be China. Their God will be money and the dollar. Go and see each one of them, how much they got in the Swiss accounts, in the Swiss banks, how much they got in overseas banks and so forth. So that is the deal they make. You must remember that we will make you millionaires, but you must allow the whiteies to rape and plunder your country and so forth. So see South Africa, that we got gold, we got platinum, we got this, but people don't have jobs. So doctors who are qualified don't have jobs. So you've got the unemployment rate of youth of over 30-40%. It stinks, you must remember that, because all my Allah gives sufficient for human needs, but human being doesn't want for his needs, he wants for his greed. So that is where comes the downfall of human being and humanity at large. <laughs> Ustad, I've got a message. It says here, hi, guys, uh, I'm African-American uh, and I'm trying to leave the USA. I'm looking for a country that treats black people right and that speaks English. Where should I move to? Uh, my name is Oliver. My Muslim buddies told me about your show, Dallas, Texas. Ustad. 
Tell us taxes. Very good, my brother. So you must remember in life, my brother Oliver, from Tell us taxes, chapter 13, verse number 11. So you must always read that verse. Inna Allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi'anfusihim. Verily, Almighty Allah will not change the plight of a person, of a people, of a nation until they themselves change themselves for the better. So you, my brother, you want a utopian society where the blacks and that will be treated as equal and so forth. It's not going to happen, my brother. You must remember human beings today are greedy, are selfish, are proud, arrogant people. So you have to change and show them something better that see all this complexion, our ethnicity, all that are secondary artificial issues. Come, I give you something better. Chapter 49, verse 13. Are you with me, Oliver? In Texas, Dallas, Texas. So write down chapter 13 of the Noble Quran, verse 11. Chapter 49, verse 13. I read for you. Ya ayyuhannas, O humankind. Inna khalaqnakum min zakariyu wa unsa. We created you, O humankind, from one male and female, Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve. Adam and Eve. And we made you into various nations and tribes. Somebody tall, somebody short, somebody dark, somebody fair, somebody in between. So that you recognize one another. But what is the real, the real criteria? Verily, that the most noble of you is the one who has the greatest taqwa, piety, Allah consciousness. You, my brother Oliver, don't suffer from the inferiority complex. I don't know you, but your buddies told you about AK and so forth. We're on it, my brother. Mm. Now let me give you a lesson. And you must carry this lesson right till the last breath of yours on this planet here, Mother Earth. You see, there's a prophet. His name is Moses. Moses was dark in complexion. His name, Nami, his honorable name is mentioned the most in the Noble Quran amongst prophets and messengers, 136 times. There's a chapter in the Noble Quran. You must remember chapter 31, Surah Luqman, Luqman the Wise. He's an African, dark in complexion. You know the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, his caller to prayer, Muazzin, and minister of finance, was Bilal bin Rabah, African person. You know Prophet Muhammad's father passed away before the Miladun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, prior to the honorable birth and auspicious birth of the Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the honorable mother passed away when he, the Master Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was six years old. Who took care of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the most beloved, the most precious to all Allah in the entire universe? Who? An African lady. Her name, dark in complexion. Her name, Baraka. And her kunya, Agnoman Umme Ayman. When Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah mother passes away in Abwa, then who is going to take him, Habibullah, Rahmatulil Alameen, to Makkah, 
and care for the masterpiece upon him. He's only six years old. So remember the African lady, Baraka. Baraka means blessings. How much blessing? She carried the master. She treated the master. She loved the master. When the master, to salam, would see her subsequently in life, he would address her, Ummi, Bada Ummi. You are my mother after my biological mother. You know, I have hundreds of teachers, my brother Oliver, in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, my brother. So one teacher of mine is Sheikh Umar Falata. He was teaching in Medina Munawwara, in the Prophet's mosque for 49 years. When we used to sit in his daras in his lesson, first we used to kiss his hands, we used to kiss his forehead, and then we used to sit. So you must not worry that what people say about you, you must excel as a Muslim, you must excel as an ambassador, you must excel in fields that are beneficial. Where we are sitting in Makupani, Makupani is where you can't even see it properly on the map and all these type of things here. But you must remember, your buddies told you in America, there is one crazy guy in South Africa. They call him AK, not AK-47. They call him AK-255. You know what is AK-255, Brother Oliver? AK, Aital Kursi. And chapter 2, verse 255, AK-255. And he's going to teach you what is Islam. He's going to teach you what is justice. He's going to teach you what is the truth. And whether you're in America or any part of the world, you see these Jutlas, these Haramis, the Zionists, for past 20 years they're recording me. Because we're not the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. We will tell you the truth. And we will tell you that the Saudi current government are non-Muslims and Haramis. We will tell you the Iranian leadership and people who are Shias, they are non-Muslims. So you, Oliver, you must learn these qualities. Embrace Islam. Leave all your black and white and pink and all that out. Let me become an asset to humanity. Last week, Saturday, I was in Durban. I had to catch a flight. And when we took off, I looked at the ocean. And when you look at the ocean, my brother Oliver, you will see the bubbles in the foam on top. You will see the water at the bottom. You make the choice what you want to be, my brother Oliver. If you want to be the bubble and the form, then you will just go and disappear. Nobody will know you. You are then like the scum and like the bubbles, then you disappear. But if you become the water and you are an asset to humanity, not a menace to humanity and society, your name will shine in all parts of the world. What you say, my brother Oliver? We make you Muslim. Huh? And you go to the White House. I went to White House. I went there in the United Nations. When I went to the visit Camp David, then they put boards there. I see. They said they'll shoot me. This was in 2000, then they took a U-turn and went away. So what you say, my brother Oliver? You want to talk still? You must listen every day. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock, South African time. In the afternoon, we have programmed. Sunday, my brother, Mona Arafat, he say he's too tired. He has to retire on Sundays. <laughs> so then, you see, so therefore we give him off. 
And now the time here in South Africa is 5 a.m. So all of a quick, I'm giving you a chance because you're a special guy. You come from George Bush territory, Dallas, Texas. Any questions? Speak up quick, Oliver. Oliver says uh, when you're coming to America and he says that uh, he will make you meet uh, Mr. Trump because he's fighting for president. Oliver Ustad. He was the president. He's the biggest crook. He took the embassy of Israel, of America, from Tel Aviv and put it there, you must remember, in Jerusalem. He stole the whole Golan Heights and he said Trump Heights. So every one of them is a crook. Trump crook, Cheney crook, Bush crook, Biden crook. Clinton crook, you know what the Clinton was doing. He was busy with Monica there on the table and under the table. So when I entered the White House, that is a question I wanted to ask him. Because Clinton's time was just ending and Bush was about to start. They're all Haramis, you understand? You know what is Harami? Harami means a bee. You know what a bee means. So that is your leadership there. Whole lot Haramis and war criminals. Last question, Molana. I've got, I've got uh, Nathan who starts quickly. He says that, so AK, Tell me, who rightfully owns the land of Palestine? The Jewish population of Europe or the native inhabitants of Palestine whose ancestors were Jewish? Nathan Ustad. Nathan, you talk a lot of nonsense, you understand? You Jutlas are the biggest Haramis, the super terrorists. You are cursed by Almighty Allah. You are master crooks. You will change the whole Torah to suit you and go and read what the people, what the old Bible have to say. So you Jews don't have any holy place, anything sacred in Palestine. <coughs> this whole Palestinian issue was cooked up by the British and then was then enriched and entrenched by the Americans. Therefore, the only solution, my brother Nathan, if you remove all your per- if you remove all your prejudice and your jaundice eyes, one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. I'm asking you, who's the first human being? It was Adam. Peace be upon him. Adam built the Kaaba Musharrafah Baytullah, and that was in Makkah Mukarramah. And it, don't come tell me about Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia <coughs> only came into existence in 1932. Forty years after that, he built Masjid al-Aqsa. That same Aqsa which you Haramis, your Ben Gwey, Smotrich want to steal from the Muslims. So from the start of the universe, from time immemorial, every prophet was a messenger, and every messenger was a person who is a Muslim. No prophet messenger came as a Jew and a Jutla. So you cooked it up, you must remember that. Chapter 3, verse 67. Makana Ibrahimu Yahudiyo wala Nasraniyo wala kingana Hanifa Muslimo wa makana min mushrikeen. Abraham was not a Jew, was not a Christian, was not a Hindu, was not a polytheist, idol worshipper. He was Hanif and Muslimah, one who turned away from all false ideologies and Muslim. Every prophet was a Muslim and is a Muslim. No one was a Jew or a Christian or an idol worshipper. So all that, you all have changed the Torah, and you know how crooked your rabbis are, and so forth and so on. You will sell your own mother for money. You know how it works. You must remember that. Yeah. So, therefore, don't come and tell me that you were the original natives there and all these type of things. You are the original crooks. That is what you jutlas are, and you stole how many places. You know that. May Almighty Allah guide one and all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.